Welcome to the Firewords podcast. This creative writing podcast gives tips on how to improve your writing and chances of publication. I'm Jennifer Scott. And I'm Dan Burgess. We're the editors of the magazine and we always want to hear from you, so please get in touch. So, how are you doing, Jen? Well, it's evening now, and today has been a really productive day. We've been doing the pagination for issue 8 of our words. Um, we're not sure when this is going to go out, but it should be after issue 8's been published. I'm not sure exactly. It'll either just have been published or about to be published, which is very exciting. Yeah, and today it was just great going over all the pieces we're going to have in there, including the pieces for the competition that we ran with Bloomsbury last year. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we ran a short story competition um, in partnership with Bloomsbury and Writers and Artists. It was a really fun experience and it was something that we'd never done before. And it was a bit different because normally with Firewords, we obviously accept submissions of written material and then we pick the ones that we're going to publish. And then we send that out to our illustrators and artists and they interpret that in their artistic medium and bring it to life with the visuals but with this competition we did it a bit differently we asked maggie chang to create an illustration for us and we published that with bloomsbury and writers and artists so it came first and it was the prompt for our writers to write a short story about yeah and you can see the image in all its glory if you head to firewords.co.uk forward slash competition 2016 the illustration is on that page and you can have a look at it and also the link through to our shortlist and the winners list as well. So what we really found exceptional was all the different ways in which the people who submitted their stories found to depict this scene. They all interpreted it in different ways. Yeah, it was really great to see so many pieces. In fact, we received over 550 submissions, which is... Just for that. Not, yeah. Not, not for the issue in general. We received over 900 on top of these 500 for the issue. Seeing so many pieces come from the same source of inspiration and seeing how they tackled the story in totally different ways was really, really fascinating. and It was a really good experience reading through those. Before we go on to the winners... I think it might be an idea just pick one each of the submissions that didn't quite make it but which were really noteworthy and memorable and we can just discuss them briefly and then move on to the winners. Yeah before choosing the winners we cut it down to a short list of 10 so we'll see which one stuck with us from that. When we were looking at these writers um, and looking at the stories they'd written, it was quite different to normally how we choose writing. Normally, every issue has a theme. Um, we we'll, we'll look at the theme, we see which pieces fit the theme. We also just would publish a really strong piece in its own right, even if it didn't have anything to do with the theme. However, with this competition, it was slightly different in that we looked at the arc of the story which they'd written and how the arc of the story was surrounding the image. So it really had to encapsulate everything that we saw on paper. Yeah, so we weren't just looking for a brilliant short story. It also had to be clear how it was inspired by the illustration. That was the challenge we set, so we had to include that in the way that we judged the pieces. 
So one piece that I really liked and stuck with me was called After the Dark by James Hatton. That made it to our shortlist. And I loved the way that this piece interpreted the illustration and you could really tell that it got inside the mind of the character. Basically, the story was about what it would be like if the sun disappeared. Everything was in darkness and the panic and the isolation that you would feel in that situation. And you can really feel that from the illustration because the the central figure is quite small at the bottom and then you've got this overpowering abstract sky above them. So I think that really captured it well and made the reader resonate with how the character would feel and how you would feel in that situation. So that really interpreted to the image in quite a bleak way. But like we said, a lot of people interpreted in a different way. James took quite a dark approach, but others were really light. Yeah, I think on that note, I'm going to try and pick a lighter approach than the one that Dan just described. Okay, yep, so I'm going to take a story which was the runner-up in our competition called A Mother Whale Lift Her Head. That's by Jean Panfley. It is much, much brighter. It is still very emotive in a touching way, but it doesn't have the dark aspects of the one that Dan's just been describing. Jean managed to pull off something really challenging in the story because she took us through this child's imagination. Her protagonist is young, our protagonist is kind of carefree and a light spirit and we're taken right into their head throughout the story. So it means that it's it's really engaging but it also is like a deal of escapism because our readers on the most part are going to be much older and kind of set in their ways of life and not have that freedom that we're given through reading this story. Because the topic, the main topic is about whales initially, it's got a lovely curve in the whole story because we're taken into this land of whales but then it diverges and we're taken into the protagonist's own story so it kind of grabs us and drags us down into their life which is a life that secretly I think we all want we all want to be children again right not only that but the structure isn't linear it's carefree it jumps around slightly one of the main things about this piece was the way that the prompt was used. Because initially, just like it's it's most simple, you could see the idea of these swirls flying through the sky could easily be the whales themselves. However, the clear emotions that the child is showing, the kind of fantastical nature of the whole piece, is maybe a more abstract way that these symbols in the sky could represent this kind of freedom that we don't have. We could be the silhouette on the hilltop watching the child having the life that we've always dreamed of but we're watching these dreams while rooted in the ground and not getting to join it. So from what we've described here both my example and Dan's example show that we did get a competition where we received surprising stories all of which showed really good vision and a really unique ways of approaching one similar prompt. We did have to pick winners, though. well, we were originally going to pick one winner, and we couldn't do it. There were two stories which were extremely effective um, to such an extent that maybe a few arguments ensued over like who would be the final winner until each argument was as good as the next. So we had to just have them both. <laughs> so both of these stories are going to be published in issue eight, so you'll be able to read them there. Maybe it'll be a good idea to f- read a little excerpt. What do you think? Um, yeah, maybe the first paragraph from each story just 
Keep it easy and try and avoid these spoilers. So I'll start with The Man With No Shadow by Stephanie Percival. You must understand this is for the best, Joanna. You are fortunate. I knew I was. My life was a privileged one. You could tell that from the quality of the trunk being packed. Yet my hands fumbled as I pulled the leather strap through the buckle. That's a real teaser, just a small bit, but... um. So when we announced the winners for this competition, we wrote a blog post that was posted on the Writers and Artists website. And in it, we described the winning stories and why we chose them and our thoughts behind picking them as the winners. So I'm going to read from that now, and I think it nicely sums up why we thought they were worthy of winning. So The Man With No Shadow uh, opens with a child being sent off to a remote mountain clinic to try and cure her recurring nightmares. The sense of foreboding that builds during the narrative is relentless and masterfully constructed. It feels like you're trying to run from an impending storm, but are stuck in one place. The fact that the twist comes halfway through the story, rather than at the end, showing us who the man with no shadow is, almost makes it more chilling, giving us insight into an inevitable outcome that cannot be stopped. In fact, it still had a powerful effect that left a chill with us long after we finished reading. In a short time, we were carried into an epic story, which was historically riveting, and the writer built up a protagonist that the reader had a lot of compassion for. The prompt was used extremely well. It could be taken literally, depicting the isolation felt by the protagonist and the rural setting. The sky's explosive effect could also be seen figuratively as the turmoil the supposedly troubled child and the world will go through in the preceding years. Yes, you can tell by what Dan's just said that this is a really dark piece and it's got a quite an air of suspense in it. The other piece which we chose was, it's not similar at all, but it's also got a kind of mysterious aura about it, yet it manages to come up with something totally different. We have our joint winner, who wrote The Last Man Standing, Jen Faulkner. The unpacked snow squealed like new shoes as Warren turned off the highway into the parking lot. He climbed out of the car and his nostrils stung with the smell of the pine woods. The woods looked thicker and the air felt emptier than he remembered. It had been a long time since he'd been properly out of the city. Like a gripping mystery, the story pieces together the complex and troubled history of two brothers as they head out into the wild to scatter their father's ashes. The setting of Jen's piece, the snowy middle of nowhere, adds an atmosphere of bleak isolation that is impossible to shake. Though there is a lot of backstory relayed to the reader, it never feels like forced exposition. The way the characters reveal their past is completely believable, and through observing their interactions, it feels like you're eavesdropping on real siblings with a strange relationship that could break at any moment. It is this relationship that hooks us, but distracts us from a subtle undercurrent within the plot. The timelessness and normalcy of sibling relationships adds to its appeal and the realism of the piece as a whole, despite it drawing on unearthly subjects. The contrast between the real and the surreal is captured in the prompt picture of the very human man surrounded by the abstract sky. The layers of meaning delivered by the use of the prompt make it gritty and hard-hitting. Twists at the end of a story can often be handled in a clumsy way that either feel awkward and forced or just plain obvious. 
The conclusion of this story, however, was cleverly put together and succeeds in being both surprising yet completely natural. The foreshadowing and careful groundwork was all there from the start. Yeah, so hopefully that's given you a bit of an insight into how we came to choose the winners. It was not an easy task by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a really good experience and we're really pleased with the pieces we've chosen as winners. As I mentioned, you can read the full stories in issue eight of Firewords, which should be out now or coming out soon. We'd also just like to ask you, our audience, like what works best as a prompt for you? Um, not what you like the idea of, but we're thinking more as writers, what do you gain most from and for your input? Do you prefer words like we'd have in every issue of Firewords? Yeah, that's for the flash fiction section of each issue where we have a little competition to write a story uh, within 400 words based on the prompt that Jen's just mentioned. Yeah. Or do you prefer like the illustrations like the one we've described where you're depicting a story around a picture? Yeah, it's an interesting question because obviously it needs to be something that's inspiring, otherwise there's no point in it. It needs to be able to um, get your imagination going and get the ideas flowing. But it also needs to be open enough and open to interpretation that not every story is going to be about the same topic or you know go in the same way so a prompt's a tricky thing to get right and I think this illustration was perfect for it because it was so open so if you listen to our last podcast this is us asking you for your feedback come on people please give us feedback we need to know so thanks for listening we're going to go and get some sleep after the hard work on issue eight we need a rest and uh, we'll be back next time I could tell you what we'd be dreaming about. It would be like all of the protagonists in the stories throughout issue eight. Some of the characters in the poetry were publishing, all coming to life and like interacting with each other in weird and wonderful ways like Alice of Wonderland. However, that would let you know who the characters were and you just have to buy issue eight. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.